Today I'm going to be talking about why fasting is the fastest way to find freedom. Part one, we talked about one of the things, if we're, if we're not fighting for our freedom, we're losing our freedom. And we talked about one of the offensive ways was to fast. And so today I'm going to help you understand what fasting means. I'll help you know um, what you should be fasting. There's an easy way to tell. And I want to let you know what the benefits are, and it's not to lose weight (laughs) Uh, beyond finding your freedom. Well, I want to let you know that last week we talked about, though, how we, we know the times, or we maybe don't know the times, and maybe that's where we need to have our ears heightened a little bit. We don't know the day or the hour that um, Jesus is coming back, or we don't even know the day or the hour that our life might be taken from us. Um, my family was in vacation this week in Maine, and, and we get a call on Wednesday morning. And a good friend of mine, um, who's just a little bit older than me, uh, was out tending his bees. Um, he's a principal. He's journaled with me. We raised chickens together. Solid friend. His daughter found him dead near the beehive. He had one of those widow-maker heart attacks, and here's a fit guy. I love this family, family of four, and, and his wife was on our worship team when we were in Laconia, and my heart breaks uh, for that family. But I, but I think that just reinforces this idea that, that Jesus returned for him. And he can return for you at any moment. We don't know when his return is going to happen and whether it's a corporate return or whether it's a personal return where we basically breathe our last breath here on earth. But it just reminded me that I want to live every day in the fullest for him, that I don't want to live with any kind of bondage or thing in my life that prevents me from living fully and living to the calling that Jesus has for me. See, Satan is a master deceiver. He is. He's had a lot of time to perfect his craft, hasn't he? Since the beginning of time. And he will deceive you and put you in traps, and he will uh, dull us to the things that the Lord is doing, and he wants to put us in bondage, and we introduced that topic last week. But I believe that we are to be a strong army, individually and corporately defending the weak, going after the darkness and bringing light and bringing the hope of Jesus Christ into this world. That would be a good time to say amen. Amen. But many of us have been rendered powerless because the enemy has ensnared us and distracted us. And that's why fasting is important. Matthew uh, chapter 11, you'll see the scripture um, on your screen, at least the reference to. If you have your Bibles, you can open up there. Um, I wanted to share this last week. I didn't get time to, but I I think Jesus says these very interesting words in Matthew, and he says this. Red letters in my Bible indicating that Jesus spoke these words. But to what shall I compare this generation? Is it like children sitting in the marketplace calling to their playmates? 
This is, quote, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating or drinking. And they say, he has a demon, the son of man, meaning Jesus, came eating and drinking. And they say, look at him. He's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. That section is talking about They played the flute. Back in the time, that would be a time where there would be joyous and you'd dance to that music. And they said, the flute was playing, but there's no dancing. And then then there was a dirge, which really is a a mournful time. And and it would be music to kind kind of establish a tone of to mourn. And yet, nobody was mourning. Then John the Baptist comes along and he was the one that God chose to kind of paved the way for introducing Jesus and everybody said he was, thought they had a demon in him because he lived out in the wilderness and wore, you know, animal skin and ate locusts and honey. And then Jesus comes onto the scene and they said uh, he hung out with sinners and they thought that maybe he was a drunkard and misunderstood who Jesus was. Basically saying they were unawares of what God was doing. My concern for us as the church, and if you're listening online and and maybe you don't call Grace Capital Church your church, but you're listening, I would say it's for Christians today. That things are going on in this world and things are going on in our life and are we aware of what God is doing? And my concern is, is that we have been so distracted by the craftiness of Satan, and that we've been rendered ineffective for the calling that he's placed in our lives. And I'm not saying that's all of us. I'm just saying that is his ploy, and that is his tactic, Satan's tactic, that is. And we have to be mindful and watchful, otherwise we're going to get sucked into the vortex of everything that he has for us. So what is fasting? Fasting is, we said, it's the fastest way to find your freedom, and I'm going to be talking about also finding your future. Um, this is what fasting is. Fasting is taking a break of an activity or something for a designated period of time and replacing it with prayer, scripture reading, and meditation. And when I say meditation, I'm not talking about, oh, la, 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 no, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being quiet before the Lord Sometimes we get so busy talking to God that we forget that he actually wants to talk to us. (laughs) And he wants to tell us things. And he wants to guide us and instruct us. That's all meditation is. So how do we get this as a model? Who fasted in the Bible? Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness uh, before he was tempted by the enemy. So here we go. Here's the battle that's already starting to rage. Daniel, we talked about that last week. Daniel chose to fast the king's rich food and wine before he actually was persecuted, the battle again. The disciples, the early church leaders, they fasted to clearly hear what God wanted for their future and who to appoint as leaders. Now, those are like self-choosing fasts, but then there's other times that God will actually put us into a fast (laughs) Um, whether we like it or not. So Moses went out into the wilderness for 40 years, and I would say God fasted for Moses. Well, he led Moses into a 40-year fast. 
because he now was in the wilderness. He no longer was in the palace. And it was in that moment, and it took 40 years for Moses to be prepared to lead the children of Israel out of captivity and out of slavery out of e- from Egypt. But he had to have his sensitivity to God's voice because God spoke to him in a burning bush. David, who ran into the wilderness as well, and God uses the barren places to work out some deep things in our life. And I, I want to let you know that when we choose to go into a fast, we're choosing to strip away some things in our life so that, one, we can see where the freedom is maybe lacking in our life, but two, so we can actually hear the voice of God more clearly. So the question is, yes, why should you fast? I, I just kind of told you why you should fast. But it does, let me reemphasize that, it does reveal those things that are bondages in your life. And it starts to break the grip that the enemy has. Now, I know you are probably thinking, I don't want that to be pointed out to me. I would like to kind of keep myself um, naive about that. <laughs> But if you know that God has great things in store for you, if you know that God wants to set you even greater, with greater freedom, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to say yes to Jesus and say yes to a fast. But also fasting prepares your heart to receive what God is wanting to do in your life and through your life. You see these great examples of people who fasted just before God launched them into a ministry just before they actually had to go through a a difficult spiritual battle. It's a preparedness. And I believe in this time, we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared. COVID-19 is the tip of the iceberg. And it's not going away anytime soon, I don't believe. I'm not an expert, I'm not a professional, but it doesn't appear like it's going away anytime soon. It's put a lot of challenges in a lot of people's lives, but... COVID-19 is just an inconvenience. And maybe COVID-19 has helped us to fast. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little bit about um, fasting. So what should you fast? And I would say you need to fast um, the things that you think of most during the day. You want to know what to fast? Think about what you think about. That's a really easy place to start. Because if you're like craving that thing at the end of the day, or if you're craving whatever, you know, it's like what you begin to, your mind starts thinking about is what you should be thinking about fasting. (laughs) Well, and it's usually attached to your pleasure center center in your brain. See, God, God wants us to have pleasure. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. And he's so much so he created it in our brain, right? So that's called the pleasure center in our brain is called the amygdala. So we're going to go into science and a little science class right now. So the amygdala regulates our emotions. Then you have the nucleus acubens that controls the releasing of the dopamine, which is your happy feeling. So there's a lot of things that release that. And then you have the VTA, vertical tegmental area, which I know nothing about, and I'm just giving you information, (laughs) actually releases the dopamine. And then you have the cerebral muscle, which controls that function. There we go. I just pretended I was smart. All I did was did a Google search. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But there's this thing called the pleasure center in your brain that will 
um, can be used for good, but Satan can also, he's always twisting what God is, is meant for good. The enemy will twist it and use it for his demise. And so when you begin to start seeing what your body craves, it might be sugar, it might be soda, it might be alcohol, it might be starchy foods, it might be rich foods. Okay. So some of you think like, well, those aren't my deal. Okay, let's go to other places. Because it does release this in your brain too, by the way. Social media, movies. What's keeping your mind active? I'd also say this. Um, I'm looking in the room. So, um, um, between couples who are married, who enjoy things in the bedroom. There we go. Um, that is also a, um, that is also pleasurable, but it also is something that could be fasted. By the way, there's a Bible scripture verse about that. And, and don't, Use this as a way to get out of it, by the way. First Corinthians 7, 5. Oh, my daughter's looking at me right now. She says, Dad, why are you going there? Okay, um, there is a scripture verse about not depriving each other except for a season of prayer and fasting only when both parties agree. There's a catch there. All right, moving along. How about this one, gaming? Whether it's video games or whether it's gambling. It, by the way, that releases things in your brain, these, these dopamine that makes you feel a certain way. How about this? This one seems so benign, right? How about researching and knowledge and gaining knowledge? How about this exercise? Running makes you feel great. Is that wrong? Should I be fasting that? Well, I'll tell you what, there are things that God might be pointing out to you. The things that you think of are the things that you think you should be probably fasting. Now, you're saying, well, those aren't addictions in my life. Those aren't, um, those aren't obstacles. Well, if you're replacing them with regards to getting your fix, God wants us to be fixed on him. He wants us to look to him for our pleasure. He wants us to look to him for our all in all. He wants to be our sufficient father. So, yes, what do you fast? You fast the things that you think of most often. Now, this is how do you fast? So, what do you fast? You're going to come up with it right now. You've already said it. And you know what? You're going to leave here today and it's like, I don't want to think about it anymore because if I don't think about it, then I don't have to fast it, <laughs> right? I know the tricks your minds play. But believe me, there's benefit to this and I'm going to get there in a moment. But how do you fast? What you do is you, you figure out what that activity is and then you replace it with scripture, prayer, and meditation, listening to Jesus. Now, prayer is very, uh, a very impart, important part of this. Because fasting just for sa- fasting is either a diet or uh, uh, exercise in self-discipline. And okay, that one might have some benefit, but it does not have the benefit that you're trying to accomplish, which is you want to be free from the bondages that Satan has put in your life. And you want to be in a better place to hear God's voice more clearly so you can know what your future is and you know what God's saying to you. And we know, we can sense the timing of what God's doing in our world today. 
what he's doing in our home, what he's doing in our life, what he's doing in our community, what he's doing in our country. That your sensitivity to this Holy Spirit's voice gets stronger the more you cut out those things that keep you distracted. So what this actually does is it begins to starve the pleasure center in your brain and you replace it with something that allows you to begin hearing God's voice. And then lastly, how should you fast? The Bible tells us, Matthew 6, 16 through 18, it says, And when you fast... Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they just finger their face, I'm fasting, I feel so whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I go into my mind and I like, I don't put that filter of like, I'm picturing it in my mind and then it just comes out. So my apologies if I just kind of made funny faces and noises. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face and you're fasting that may not be seen by others, but by your father who sees in secret. So basically, don't go posting it on social media, I'm fasting today, and look at me, and poor me. No, this is between you and God. And it's always meant to be between you and God because it's a relationship aspect. This is not just a spiritual exercise that has everything to do with a relationship with your father in heaven. Okay, so what happens when you fast? What happens when you fast is Jesus will start to gently, if you allow him, Jesus is so gentle. The Holy Spirit is so gentle. He will never force himself in your life. But if you allow him, he will start doing some work and nudging some areas of your life and saying, hey, you know how you've been doing those certain things because it's actually covering up some pain and hurt in your life? You know, you're kind of using that just to cope with life. And can, can, you, can we have a conversation about that? And he begins to say, hey, you know what? You, you haven't dealt with some painful areas of your life. You haven't dealt with those hurts in your life. You haven't dealt with those stressors in your life. And he begins to gently bring them to the surface and provide ways to bring healing to your life. That's going to set you free. It's going to set you free. And so if you're saying, hey, I don't want to really fast. I don't really want to do this. My question is, do you really want to be free? See, the enemy, we know this, has been working hard ever since you were a child to plant things in your life to mess you up. (laughs) And guess what? We're all messed up to some degree or another. And we're on the journey for Jesus to put us back together and to heal us and to make us whole and in this journey of, of redemption, reconciliation, restoration. And yes, it's a difficult journey sometimes, but it will, I guarantee it'll be worth it. Let him do the work. Let him do the work. I'd also want to say what happens when you fast? You begin to hear God's voice like never before. And so many of us, when you're, when you're looking for your future, and all, every one of us want to say, what's ahead, right? Every one of us wants to know what's ahead. But the God of the universe who knows the beginning from the end, who knew you before you're in the mother's womb, because he doesn't see time linearly, he sees time 
not linearly. He's outside of time. He knows what your future is, and he's waiting for us to align our lives to his preferred future. And when we do, we can begin walking in that, and we realize, oh my word, what a journey. What an opportunity to follow Jesus into these paths that he's placed for us. And then lastly, I want to say what happens when you fast. Uh, There's a reward. Now, God doesn't tell us what the reward is, but it's a reward from God. How many people would like a reward from God? God's a good father, and he only gives good gifts, the Bible says, right? And so um, fasting, we're told, again, in that Matthew 6, 16 through 18, it says this. That we're doing this in secret before the Father. And it says, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. He doesn't say maybe you'll get a reward. He says he will reward you. Oh my. A reward from God, our Father in heaven who created the universe. It's got to be something pretty spectacular. So I just want to encourage you that not only is the fast setting you to a place of freedom, not only does a fast help you hear God's voice a little bit clearer, but a fast also initiates a reward from God. But then it brings us to the why. Why should we fast? Yes, it's for our freedom. Yes, it's for all those benefits. But I want us to begin to seeing a bigger picture of what God's doing. The season that we're in right now, from what I sense, is God is wanting to raise up a group of people who call themselves followers of Jesus. You're already on that journey. You're already on that path. And he wants you to be teachers, evangelists, prophets, He wants you to share your testimony. He wants you to bring light into the darkness. He wants you to see the hurt and brokenness in this world and and meet those needs. Right? Reach the lost, care for the least, train the found. Some of you, you don't even know it, but God is waiting to start a ministry through you. Some of you, God is waiting to start a house church through you. See, Actually, today, we're already at capacity for social distancing. And so we need to create more space for more people. Right now, we don't have more people, and just adding more services is not going to actually solve the problem of all the people that Jesus wants to set free. He wants people like you to say, pick me, Jesus. But I believe for you to get in a place to do that, that a fast might be required to remove the distractions, to remove the impulses, to get your mind thinking off of that thing that you think of all day long, just waiting to check your social media, to get home so you can do that activity, to whatever it is that you're thinking about. Praying and fasting is the fastest way to find your freedom and to find your future. Would you take
take that challenge this week and determine what it is that you're going to fast. It's between you and God. You don't need to have a conversation with anybody about it. It's between you and God. And then in that secret and quiet place before the Lord, and he's asking you to give up that one thing for a designated time. It's not like for the rest of your life, for a season and for a time. Make it about freedom. Make it about hearing God's voice. And then God sprinkles a little reward on top of that for you because he loves you and he cares for you. God has great things in store for us. And a world desperately needs free people to bring other people into freedom through Jesus Christ. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.